This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. We don't want this to be something simply to memorize, to pass. We want it to be something that people are learning from, that they can take it and apply it in the industry, that they can deal with situations with that background. We want to be a resource that is valuable, not just something to check a box. That's Candace Wendling from Certified Action and chair of the CWS Challenge Task Force, which is reaching out to all certified professionals for input into updating the Certified Water Specialist Certification. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry. You can find us at wqa.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is episode number 211. If you're joining us for the first time, we are so glad you're here. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss a show. It's the magic of podcasting. We're publishing this on April 14th of 2021. And in this episode, we talk with Candace Wentling about the role of the new CWS Challenge Task Force, what it hopes to accomplish, how you can be part of the discussion by filling out a brief survey, and how the CWS is being modified for the challenges of the future, plus our WQA tip. Now on to our conversation with Candace Wendling on WQA Radio. Let's talk professional certification on this episode of WQA Radio. We're gonna be joined by Candace Wendling, who is Director of Certified Action. CertifiedAction.com is the website. Candace, welcome to the program. Hey, Wes. How are you? Great, great. Hey, tell us a little bit about you and Certified Action and your involvement in WQA. Great. Yeah, I am currently the Director of Certified Action, which is my own training uh, company. I deal with leadership and sales training, things of that nature. Um, I have been involved with WQA since... 2011, I believe. So that is 10 years together. Um, I'm on several committees and also have been uh, honored to be a part of being a speaker for WQA. Um, I currently hold an MWS through the MEP um, designation. So I'm pretty excited to be on this task force just because I've been through that training and I'm pretty passionate about the involvement with WQA. And the MWS is uh, that's that's a pretty significant step in the certification area. So I just want to make sure people who may not be as clued in on the certification front as uh, as as certainly we'd like them to be. That's a big deal. And so we appreciate your involvement and appreciate your knowledge and background uh, for, for this podcast. We wanted to talk about specifically a new task force that has been set up. I, I think we're calling it the CWS Challenge Task Force, the Certified Water Specialist, uh, C, uh, CWS Challenge Task Force. And uh, Candace, tell us about this task force and how it got started. Yeah, so the task force is kind of an offset of the committee that I've been on the last six years. This is actually, I'll be kind of coming off of that 
It is an offset of the Professional Education and Certification Committee. Um, they have put a couple task force together over the years, identifying layers within the MEP. And we also were responsible for even developing the MEP. But now that we're a couple years into it, we've kind of recognized a few challenges with it. So this task force is designed specifically for the CWS certification, which is probably one of our most sought after certifications. It's kind of that first level before getting to that master level. Um, don't read that the wrong way, though, because the CWS is very intricate and it's a very honorable certification to have. Now, these last couple of years, we've identified a couple of challenges that kind of prompted the development of this task force that I'm now chairing. So with that said, I want to explain a little bit of the background of where the WQA certification is kind of going. So the future of water treatment, right, in which we will be talking a lot about at convention, but the future of water treatment opportunities are going to be really tied to professional certification in that uh, federal regulations and opportunities with water treatment on larger scales. And in order to be a part of that, certification is a big deal. So we want to make sure that we're poised to kind of have um, well-trained individuals and companies that can meet that need on a, on a larger scale. So with that said, we have identified a few obstacles in getting there. One, the current CWS pathway has been met with a couple of objections. One, mentorship. It's hard to find a qualified mentor or that has the time to do it. Also, it is time consuming and the completion rate is not where we want it to be. Additionally, the task force is also dealing with making sure that we review the content, that it's relevant for the industry, it's what uh, people are facing, that, that we're not wasting time on things that may not need to be in there. But also, if we understand the content and, and updating that, we can then also recognize if there's maybe a pathway for more experienced personnel that they may not have to go through the entire um MEP course in order to gain that certification. So all of this taken together has uh, resulted in the task force trying to get feedback, right? And so you're going to literally survey membership to see if we can get some answers to some of these concerns. Am I on the right track here? Yes. So the task force is very new. Now, we've been discussing it for quite some time, but as far as putting the task force together, which I'm so excited about, it's such a talented group of people. Um, but we finally have formed that task force. We have met. And, you know, it's interesting because when you have such a great opportunity like this and and to be able to meet these challenges head on uh, for membership, you know, that brings a lot of fire into discussions. And we're like, where do we begin, right? Because we have all these things we want to achieve, but we have to start somewhere. So the first step that we are working on is developing a survey that just consists of two questions. Now there's many layers within those two questions, but we really want to identify from current CWS, MWS um, holders and their employers, 
We really want to get their feedback and we need their feedback for this to work. So we can identify not only the skills that should be required of a CWS holder, but how frequently they are experiencing those things in the field. That way we can weigh, you know, making sure certain time allotments or are identified with that um, or what things might be able to, you know, I don't want to say skipped over, but maybe an individual might advance further on in the course if those basic skills are already met. So that survey will be going out, we're hoping, uh, by early May. And again, the survey is only as good as the respondents, but that's the first step in all of this is just examining the content and the skills. So specifically, if you hold a CWS or an MWS or any of the other certifications from WQA, we really want to hear from you. So be on the lookout for the survey, probably within the next few weeks as you hear this. All right. So we'll get the feedback. Hopefully there'll be plenty of it. And that will help to form and inform some of the steps going forward, because nothing ever really stays the same. And so for us to say that, you know, we've you know, we settled long ago on the MEP program and never to be changed. I mean, how rid ridiculous would that be, right? So we're trying to update it. We're trying to refresh it, trying to make it relevant yes. and trying to make it applicable to the challenges of today. And I like the way you put it, Candace, earlier when you said the jobs going forward, the jobs in the next five to 10 years are going to require skills that some individuals may not really currently have and they need to be prepared, right? Absolutely. And I'd, I'll just add to that. And it's skills that you need, but you also have, you need proof that you have them, right? You know, you have work experience and things of that nature, but you need the certification to go beyond it. And I just see that the water quality industry is just moving so rapidly that I don't want to see anybody left behind. But I also recognize that there are challenges right now with the with the current MEP. And that's what we want to address. And, and my goal as chair of it is to talk very um, openly about those challenges, because I think we really need to hear what the industry is saying and what members are saying so that we can create that pathway without taking away from um, the reputation of the CWS, right? When I think of the CWS, I think that is a very high, uh, someone that very worked very hard to achieve it. I think it's very, it's a very honorable certification. And we certainly don't want to take away from that. However, we don't want to have things in there that take away from, um, that are keeping people from achieving it, if that makes sense. And the last comment I'll make is in terms of the survey. Um, I'm a big believer that if you have a problem with something, be part of the solution. So if you have found yourself or heard of someone, or if you're an employer, or if you have taken any of this, I do think that you're responsible in taking the survey because you have to be part of the solution if you have those issues. Because again, I don't want this to be, and I think I'm speaking for the task force here, we don't want this to be something simply to memorize, to pass. We want it to be something that people are learning from, that they can take it and apply it in the industry, that they can deal with situations with that background. We want to be a resource that is valuable, not just something to check a box. All right, Candace, we so much appreciate your involvement, first of all, for taking time out to do the recording for today's podcast, but also for your involvement on the task force to get some of these answers to help move 
the certification process along to where it should be and needs to be. And again, calling on all current professional certification holders, we need your input, right? Yes, please do. And feel free to reach out with any comments or any other things that questions. I mean, again, we're an open book and I'm really, really excited to see how this goes. Candace Wentling from Certified Action. And uh, if you need to reach Candace, just reach her at cwentling at certifiedaction.com. And now our WQA tip. Registration is open for the 2021 WQA Convention and Exposition, taking place July 28th through the 30th in Las Vegas. Go to wqa.org slash convention to learn more and to register you and your team. Our theme is Imagine, and we want you to imagine what it will be like to meet in person with us. But if you cannot, we'll have a virtual option as well. Top education, actionable advice, a tremendous trade show floor, and it will be all done with COVID guidelines to protect your health and safety. Early bird pricing is in effect. Become a WQA member and get one complimentary convention registration. So be sure to join WQA to take advantage of that great savings. Again, go to wqa.org convention. We'll see you there. And don't forget WQA's annual meeting coming up 11 o'clock central on April 27th. 11 a.m. April 27th. Go to wqa.org slash annual. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at WQA.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.